Sarahs, it's a two Sarahs for the price of one. One is snarky, the other one's an intro. joining us again for another episode of For the Love of Sarah. Welcome. Today we are going to, you know, just shoot the shit and talk about stuff we love. Mm-hmm. And talk about feelings. Feelings and make fun of things and mm-hmm. hot takes. Oh, <laughs> so many hot takes. <laughs> We're full of it. We are. Mm-hmm. So, how's it going, friends? <laughs> going pretty good. I, uh, yeah. I've been doing some more stand-up. I've been trying to. That's awesome. Not like show. Actually, I did get offered the opportunity to perform at a show, but I was just like, all right, maybe. Yeah, um, tell me more. It's Andy's show, Andy Oancio. They yeah, have a show sure. at the uh, Crocodile. Mm-hmm. So I might do it. It's been a long time since I've done a show, but I feel like I have like social, like stage fright a little bit now that I'm working through. Mm-hmm. So I know it's weird. But I heard that the most famous comedians still have a little stage yeah. fright because it gives them that like burst of energy. Yeah. So. yeah. I did an open mic like on Tuesday and I tried a new joke that I was very excited about, but it is rough. It's, it's, an, it's an open mic thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried it and it got some, some disappointed boos and groans, groans. but you know what? That's just part of the process. Mm-hmm. And I were much braver woman than Ugh. I. I well, could I, never. <laughs> well, I recorded it, and so then I sent it to my friend Harold, who's a comedian, and uh, let him listen to it. And he's like, "You sound scared." He's like, "You sound nervous." And I'm oh. like, "I was nervous. Like, I just get really nervous." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, if you don't sound like you own it, like mm. people won't buy it. And I'm like, it's true. Interesting. So, so for him, it was more the tone. Yeah, he just said that I need just to work on like the reasons I'm up there. He's like, if you have like a tight set and you're trying to like maneuver through like a maze in a specific way, like you know exactly which turns you're taking, so you don't have to worry about that shit. Just mm-hmm. keep going what you've you know on what you've already practiced. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's a good guy to have around, mm-hmm. or at least talk to you on by a text all the time. He's a comedian. I've met him in real life. It's not like internet weird thing. Um, <laughs> so, but no judgment. Yeah, no judgment. I've had a lot of internet weird things. Okay? So have I. Okay. 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 My first right. quote unquote boyfriend. You and me both. Right? Didn't even meet him. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs to meet? See, I was doing this app shit back when I was like. 14. Yeah. It was like the Lake Washington School District online with Whoa. chat rooms. Okay, at least ASL. You, hey, at least you were in the same state. Okay. Yeah, and I think we I actually ran into him because I just I heard his voice and like he didn't look a thing like I thought he did. And I'm just really glad it was like a three week relationship mm. via phone and mm. texting. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Sorry. Um I called 
my first internet boyfriend, my mother drove me to a payphone to call. Oh, wow. Because she, she didn't want you to. She didn't want it, the phone to be traced back to our house. <laughs> Just in case. That is so mafia. <laughs> Just in case, you know? It was a wild so was. That is so uh, amazing. I mean, I'm glad she was a supportive queen. Yeah, I know? mean, she really went the extra mile she for did. you, literally. She, <laughs> she was and is worried about my love life. <laughs> Since I was 12, she's like, yikes, this, she's going to have some problems. Yeah. So I think she's just excited that I wanted to talk to a boy. That's hey, That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That my parents would be excited about that too. Still, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's changed. Here we Nothing are today. Changed. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, no one has to drive me to a payphone anymore. I remember I met this guy from like Lake Washington online or whatever it was. I just thought, like I got a detention because I skipped class mm-hmm. so much to be online. Oh, you and me both. Yeah. So I got in so much I got in so glad I'm not alone. No. I was addicted to chatting online. Yes. That's why I got it out of my system early, I think. I genuinely think to this day I have sleeping issues because I was always online till like 4 a.m. Yeah. Those dial-up tones. I know. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Just so, um, yeah. yeah, so I got in a lot of trouble. But so I met this guy at, I used to go to these, uh, like rock punk shows at this teen place when I was like, like probably 14 through 20. And so he's like, Oh, I'm going to be at the show tonight. And I was like, Oh, me too. And so I show up and Oh my God, he was so creepy. Like he like put his head on my shoulder. Wow. Like he got super close to me mm-hmm. and I was not comfortable. And he was being like, just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like my mm-hmm. friends were kind of like, what who is this guy? Yeah. So I went home early. I just called my mom and I was like, I have a headache. Oh, scary. I don't even know how I called her. It must have been a payphone or something. Yeah. <laughs> don't even remember how you call people before then. Good Girl. question. Yeah, so she came and got me and brought me home. And I just remember <laughs> laying in bed watching uh, Texas Walker Ranger. <laughs> mm, mm, mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, and that was like probably the first time I regretted meeting someone from the internet. Uh, but not the last. But not the last. last. No. Thus started dec- decades long. <laughs> I know. Oh. I don't even know what we were talking about. Um, yeah, life. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's new with you? Um, well, speaking of meeting men online. Yes. Uh, I think, maybe not last episode, but the episode before, I think I said I had gone on a date or two with a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've now gone on four dates with said guy. Mm-hmm. Four dates. It's pretty good. I yeah. usually average one to two. So four, it's like, yeah. are we married with three right. children? <laughs> oh my god! No, like, am I on your health insurance yet? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I've made a promise to myself not to say too many details because I don't want to come back to bite me in the mm-hmm. ass because I anything you put on the internet is there forever. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna be vague, mm-hmm. but specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, things are bumpy. Yeah. And what you said before about things being an emotional labyrinth. Yeah. I think it's just the perfect, it's just the perfect description of how I feel when I, when it comes to dating. Because it's truly, 
You know what's... Okay. It's, like, extra funny when everyone all the time is like, you know what I'm big on? Communication. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> and no, guess what? No, no one's good at it. And no. I'm including myself. I am an overly communicative person, but I'm even... I'm bad at it. But like, that means... But, like... The word communication is like the word love. Two people can say it and it does not mean the same thing. That's true. Because like my, you know, like my dad communicating is him like, you know, yeah. grunting a few times. Right. And like, oh, right. okay. And you know, in other right. people, it's like telling you every aspect of their day every day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes. it's like, oh, if I just call you and say hi, that's me communicating. That's very true. Yeah. No, so, you make a good point. It's, it's. I feel like you have to define. Right. It's what it is. different for everyone. <laughs> and two people will say how much they value it and need it. And it can still be like you're hitting your head against yeah. a brick wall. It is wild. Yeah. So that is what I feel <laughs> is happening. You know, the person is nice and seems to be attracted to me, which is very, very sweet. Nice. I feel like that's not always the case in my experience of dating mega nerds mm-hmm. who think that they can date uh, video game pixelated ladies. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm calling all of you out. <laughs> Your time has come. Yeah, exactly. Get out the yeah. list. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I it's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you hang out? Well, you only hung out four times, so. Yeah, I've known the person for, like, three months. Okay, we've cool. We've hung out in person only four times. That's still a lot, especially in these days. I you know, it's true. It as an adult, like, yeah. a lot. To, I know. Full-time jobs, I know. Well, especially just, like, you know, how much I love when people cancel. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, it's true. <laughs> yeah, when they live more than five minutes away, too, you're just like, uh. <laughs> I know, not even about, like, yeah, dating, but anything. Just mm-hmm. anything. Like, last week, I wanted to go to a second open mic, and I signed up for it, and then, like, Around, like, 7, it started at 8. I'm like, do I really want to, like, get up and get ready and go out for three minutes on stage? Yeah. I know. It's more than that. It's, like, community building and all that bullshit. But, like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. I don't know how anyone has any hobbies or any friends. (laughs) Once you hit a certain age, just, like, how do people, like... Also, I have to wash dishes and do laundry, oh, and like it's just I don't know. It's a it's unsettling. Yeah, it is. So anyway, I'm trying my best in the world. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. So let's dive into the thing we, we love. Well, I'll start. We gotta come up with like a what do you call that? Alliteration. Oh yeah, Some sort like of Sarah. Sarah, sensational. Sexy secrets. <laughs> so is sexy Sarah. <laughs> what can we say about sexy Sarah? Um, so much. But today I, I just want to talk about my love of storytelling. It's kind of a big, like, over, there's so many things you can mm-hmm. say. But um, mostly for me, I just am very interested. I'm very nosy. So I'm really interested in people's lives, and when they offer up stuff, mm-hmm. I am more than willing to listen. I like I love going to the Moth, which is like a, a competitive storytelling show that's all over the country. Yes, and uh, you know, like ten people get on stage and tell like five minute stories and on a theme of a sort, kind of loosely. But I think you'd be really good at it. I've done it several oh, times. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Not like a main, like just the like the Moth Story Slam, because mm-hmm. my best friend used to be the host, so sometimes when there weren't enough people, they just add me to the hat. So, 
Yeah, I've done, I mean, it's a really different audience than stand-up. Storytelling audiences are so involved and sympathetic and like, I told the story about how um, I got grabbed by this guy in DC when I was like 21 or something and uh, I hadn't really processed, I was just like telling it like, this is a crazy thing that happened to me. And when they were like, they were like, oh, I was like, oh my God, you're right. That is really fucking scary. But I was just like in my own, like, oh, I experienced it. Yeah. So it was, it's really good. My question to you is, do you prefer the storytelling crowd or the comedy crowd? Um, that's a good question because mm-hmm. there's, I think there's pros and cons of all oh, of it. in what way? I think you just never know with comedy crowds oh. because you either get people that like want, it's been, and it's also been like two years since I've really done a real comedy show, but I just feel like they know what you're going to tell. They're gonna, you're going to tell a story based on a theme. So they come in prepared for that. And mm-hmm. like comedy people are just like not prepared. For, they don't want to be prepared for anything mm-hmm. and you don't want them to be prepared for anything mm-hmm. really. So, um, is it usually like in different venues too? It was at like St. Mark's up on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. or at the Fremont Abbey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a good room, it's good sound and everything. But uh, I mean, I never won <laughs> or anything, but it was just fun to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, lots of people tell really strange stories. And she's like, I don't think you are the hero, and you think you're the hero. <laughs> this is really awkward. <laughs> but um, there's also this writer named Studs Turkle. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I, what a name. I've I know, first of all, of yeah. what a name. What a but name. He is, he basically, like, just interviews people of all jobs and oh, all kinds fun. of stuff. I mean, from, like, the 1950s on. That would be my dream. Yeah, and so he's got these books, and one's called Work, and it's just interviews of tons of different jobs, like receptionist, ex-boss, and he just see the perspective of that person Mm -hmm. in a way you never would. And it's not like you would be able to ask a lot of these people these things. So just nice to see the humanity in like every corner of the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Very interesting. I I think storytelling, I also love storytelling. I think it it scratches the itch for both of us. Like, because, you know, we love gossip and we love human interest. Those little nuggets of fun stuff that humans love. Oh, yeah. It's just so weird about. Exactly. It's so good. I know. I love human behavior, even though it's bizarre. So, yeah, what do you want to talk about today? I don't know if you all have been watching the internet lately. And this actually might be old news by the time this yep. comes out, because this has been going on for a hot minute. Well, I'm not on the TikToks, so. Oh, uh, who, who, <laughs> My mom is, though. It's so weird. No like, way. You should get a TikTok. I mean, she doesn't add content, but I'm. That's funny, but she's on it. Good for her. So there has been this article that's been circulating like a wildfire online, Mm -hmm. and it is called The Rise of Lonely Single Men. Okay. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Say no more. Yeah. (laughs) Seen it. Uh, This is written by a psychologist that has like collected data about it. These are the key points. I'm not going to read the whole article, but these are just like the three key points. Uh, Dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as relationship standards rise. Mm -hmm. Which I think is definitely, or at least somewhat true for the new generation, but I think it's also true for like millennials. Like I think people are changing things up a little bit in general, right? Yeah. But like putting up with less shit is what I'm... Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just... You'd hope that something like that would cause someone to rise a little bit higher to try to, like, oh, I can't just be a slug. Right. Like, I have to have something going on, like, that, like, maybe they think of it as a challenge and be like, oh, well, I'm done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you all should read the article. It's in Psychology <laughs> Today if you want. But, um, you know, there's lots of hypotheses around this where it's like historically, of course, the men fill the breadwinner role. Yeah. And now it's in a transition where like women are making their own money. Women don't need that fulfillment anymore. And so they don't have to put up with like the lack of other things. So then that just means that women are asking for different things. Like, hey, I want to be your equal. Yeah. I don't need your money, but what I do need is companionship in a emotionally intelligent way. Yeah. Right? Oh my, what a, um, what a concept. And yeah, I think guys are just really used to like being able to just give material things yeah. and that be enough. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I make the money and I supply things for you. Mm-hmm. Cook me food, yeah. feed me, and exactly. have, and sex me up. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's like the it's a transactional ex- yeah. exchange, and that's not. And that's why I like that women have more power now. Cause I'm like, you know no. what? I don't have to get married to you. I don't right. have to be in a situation right. because I'm like dependent on somebody. Right. And I think more women probably are realizing, at least this is my hope and wish, that <laughs> that being single is not the scariest no, thing. No, it's not. Being in a really crappy relationship is the worst thing. Well, and the worst part about bad relationships is, mm-hmm. like, once you're in them, it's so hard to get out because there's yes. so many reasons yes. and problems and pain that come along with ending any mm-hmm. relationship. So it's just, like, sometimes it's just easier to put up with it, but, like, it's, you know, in the long run, it's not. But... I understand why people do what they do because I don't live their lives. So. Yeah. But God damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the reoccurring dating themes for women between 25 to 45 is they prefer men who are emotionally available, good communicators, and who share values. And the, sk- <laughs> and the skills deficits uh, for men, this means a relationship skill gap. That if not addressed will likely lead to fewer dating opportunities is basically that the problem for men is that emotional connection is the lifeblood of healthy long-term love and it requires all the skills that families still are not consistently teaching young boys. So I wanted to like just make, I just want to take my little soapbox stand yeah. just for a second. If any men are listening or any women who have men in their lives are listening, I want them to look through their messages right now with women in your life and see how many questions you're asking that person. And it has to be more than and you after <laughs> after a woman has asked you a question. Like, so if you're actively dating, or even if you just have a woman as a friend, are you asking meaningful, interesting questions to the women in your life? Or to other men, like, you know, to foster, like, deeper relationships with people? Because that's my, the trend I've noticed is that women carry a lot of the communication in all types of conversation. Oh, yeah. We have been trained since birth to carry the load with that. And I think that's like... And also to feel like guilt and shame if we can't. Yes. Yeah. Like we're obviously have deficits if we're not like attracting. Yes. Yes. Right. And I'm not going to call out anybody individually. No. But there might be a few people that are listening that I have had direct conversations with. I want you to look through our conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to say that I start most of my conversations with, hey, lover. So I feel like I'm... Starting out really strong. You are. Great work, girl. Thank you. I just want to make sure you're talking to me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the men. Men. Yeah, I know. No, it's even with guy friends. A lot of times, you know, they're like, how are you? And they're like, oh, I did this and this and this. Okay, cool. Period. I Period. The long silence. Yeah, I'm like, oh, me? Did you, did you want to know what I'm doing? 
it's wild. I know. It's wild. And I have such like this, this like weird mathematical equation in my head going all the time about like, have I talked too much? Is it their turn to talk? Am I supposed to ask a question of them? Is it their turn to ask a question of me? Meanwhile, there's crickets going yeah. on. And they're just like, yeah, when just is like, she going to ask me Xbox? <laughs> no, I don't want to be a, I don't want to put down men because men are humans too. Yes. I don't want to say that they're like not capable, but I not just don't think they're all. trying hard enough. No, and it, and it does show, I mean, it's, the data is showing that there is some issues with this. Yeah, and I mean, it's yeah. again, you said it's like people just aren't teaching their sons how to right. be good partners because right. for the longest time, all they had to do was have a job. Correct. And be a stable person. Right. And then they are very anti-therapy. Yeah. Because they think it's not masculine or it's like, you know. And you need it more than anyone. Yes, yes. And I, and this, I will say on a positive note, <laughs> the decades I've been to therapy... I have noticed an uptick in men in, like, the waiting room area. So I do know men are going to therapy more so than before. But in my long, long history of online dating, and obviously I'm not saying, you know, I'm the cream of the crop, but I have a... (laughs) I have a... I'm... I would be a good partner for a good person. Let's Mm -hmm. put it that way. I have a good heart. I am, you know, in the right place with it. Um... It has been a struggle for me to have any sort of communication at all. Yeah. Like, and I have now since, in my old age of 35 and a half. Yeah, you're dying. You're so old. Practically dying. You're <laughs> practically dead. I have now mirrored all of the men's communication as a fun game. And all 99% of the time, it's, fall, it's just like, oh, we're done. for sure. I've yeah. done the same thing where it's yeah. like, oh, okay, we didn't write today. Okay, well, I'm not going to write. No. And then you never write again. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah. And, you know, I have friendships like that where you can just, mm-hmm. like, talk for once, like, every six months and be sure. fine. But not in a relationship. Yeah, not, well, not in the active pursuit of trying yeah. to date somebody. No, no. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if you really like someone, yeah. You do have to put in the effort. And it may not, you know conversational skills that may not be everyone's strong suit but you do have to well, show have to, up when you also have to understand your your partner's love language yeah like you know i'm like physical you know i like to be like have physical yeah, affection yeah, yeah. and gift give i mean I, I that's my thing i love buying people gifts right. so <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna try and segue okay, okay. <laughs> here we go uh the other thing the other thing i hate about men. <laughs> no the other thing i have noticed in my Small experiences with going over men's houses mm-hmm. of all ages. Oh, yeah. You know, 20s to early 40s in my mm-hmm. experience. I've mm-hmm. noticed... <laughs> Sorry, I just shuddered. <laughs> <laughs> having sense memories come back. Go ahead. I've noticed... <laughs> I've noticed that... And I don't... You know, it, it could truly be a man versus woman, like, thing. I don't know for sure. And I don't mean all men. I don't mean all women. Okay? Yeah. All right? I just mean... In your experience. In my experience, there have been very few men that take the time to decorate their homes. Agreed. And when I say decorate, I truly mean hang a single picture on the wall. Like, right? Doesn't it feel like they're in transitional housing? Like, maybe they just, like, popped a squat there for a night because they knew you were coming over? Right. But but no, they've been there for years. (laughs) Okay. So is it, like, like, camping chair in the living room kind of thing? I am including that that's like, and not limited to. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I'll, I'll mention the things that I I, I, yes. I recognize 
as, I guess you could say, like, a lonely guy aesthetic. Yeah, you yeah. could say that. Yeah, <laughs> and so I would say that, like, the ones I think of is dishes in the sink, even though there's an empty dishwasher, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Um, oh God, a Rat Pack poster without a frame. Interesting. Interesting. Marilyn Monroe without a frame. Yep. That's so funny. We have one at the office, too. Oh, yeah. But I work with a bunch of dudes. Audrey Hepburn without a frame. Interesting. Just movies or lots of action figures that are treated far better than anything else in their life. (laughs) 100%. Tons of action figures. My brother is a single man, and he, uh, he decorates, but... He just, I don't know, he has a very, like, his apartment reminds me of, like, a 1980s, like, how do I explain it? I don't know, I've it's never just been like, there. There's not a lot of light involved. Okay. <laughs> he okay, just has, like, a, a lot of man cave. A man cave. It's That's a, what it is. It's a, his own version of a man cave. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of women in my life decorate to make it cozy and yeah. to make it comfortable and inviting and for even just themselves. But they, they create this, like, very cozy, like, nest. Nesting. They yeah. nest. And a lot of men, it's almost like, I don't even know if the word's functional. Yeah. It's just, like. Yeah, I think of, like, water beds and, like, I mean, how, the other thing I worry about a lot with guys is, like, how often do you wash your sheets? Mm, like, bro, I don't even want to know. That's so disgusting. I don't even want <laughs> or, or when they don't even have a bottom sheet on the bed. <sighs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> or a pillowcase and it's I'm, just, I'm going to bu- I'm going I'm going to go on the top I'm it's just to- tan brown the top stop <laughs> it is it's always brown <laughs> okay so we get it or like a dark dark blue or some sort yes, of yes or plaid or yeah. like anyway yeah. but yeah so this is or like, like a car bed this is lonely guy core lonely yeah. guy yeah, car bed. I don't know where you're sleeping. No, like a car. You know those beds that are shaped like cars that kids have? Yes. <laughs> have you seen one in an adult form? In a movie. Oh, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, no, there's definitely like a style. Yeah, and I, this isn't throwing shade. Well, it is, but. A little bit. I just, I, I guess I'm more curious about it than anything else. Like, why such a big difference? Like, I don't, it's I like night and day. Like, I know, I've never been to a person, like, a guy's place that was decorated like mine. Right. And it doesn't change necessarily with age. No, I just, maybe, you know, it just brains work for that. Yeah. And, 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 I, and a lot of times I think they're just taking care yeah. of for them the whole life, and it was just wasn't an interest. Right, right. So then it just didn't carry Come over. On. I don't know. Curious. I will um, say that my, my friend Jim has an apartment, and he's an older, but he's gay, and it is okay, immaculate. Yes. Okay, maybe I should yeah. have said heterosexual mm-hmm. men. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because that place is like walking into a Mad Men, oh, like a Mad Men episode. Oh, nice. Except the red carpet, which I mm. don't like. Um. <laughs> if you want to play, a, it's not really a game. You could tell me to stop whenever. <laughs> it's just a list. Okay. So what we're describing is the lonely man core, right? Yeah. Lonely man aesthetic. I'm sure you've heard of cottagecore yes. at this point. That's a very popular one. Yeah. So I found a list of these. Some of them you could probably pick up by context just yeah. by the name. Is cottagecore the same as shabby chic? Interesting. Similar. Okay. Similar but different. Okay, yeah. How would you describe shabby chic? Shabby just chic. Kind of like well used but like classic, you know, uh-huh. cozy. Okay. My, let's see. Lots of small floral patterns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I think cottagecore does do a lot of floral okay. patterns. Let's get to cottagecore real quick. I mean, I want a cottage, so... So cottagecore is a nature-based aesthetic. Modest, in harmony with nature. What are the other cores? Okay, I'm going to just name some of the ones I've never heard of okay. before. Okay. Goblincore. Gobblecore? Goblincore. I mean, I'm guessing it's like spooky movie stuff, right? Just goblins? Yeah. So what do goblins do? Hover over. So is it just like goblins like, hanging <laughs> in the doorway? No, I'm thinking gargoyles. Yes, yeah, not gargoyles. Goblins. I have no fucking clue. What do goblins okay. do? They steal children, right? Good question. I don't know. If they, if they steal children, I am all about goblin core. <laughs> I can send goblin core to everyone's house. <laughs> yes. It's collections of natural items that are thought to be ugly, dirty, or disposable. So rocks, so tiny hoarding. skull. hoarding. <laughs> but it's the natural realm. Okay, yeah. so like uh, like oddities. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. natural oddities. Yeah. yeah. Mushrooms, snails, worms. Um, I like how anyone can just turn their trash into a tra- trash core. That's right. Yeah. yeah. At this point, honey core. Um, just like yellow bee stuff. Bees, picnics. Warm feelings, baked goods. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, this is interesting. Ravencore, just like birds and Edgar Allan Poe and stuff. So Ravencore is a nature-based aesthetic focused on ravens, the yeah. color black and the collection of small trinkets. But this is not to get confused with Crowcore. Yeah, Crowcore tends to focus more on collecting, whereas Ravencore focuses on the bird. As an aside, can I tell you what my cousins? husband's brother said about my tattoo which tattoo tattoo no i okay so i went to visit my cousin in california and um her husband's brother came to have dinner with us and he you know looked at my tattoo he's like oh i was like yeah i like crows he's like that's not a crow that's a blackbird i'm like you know what you can just shut your fucking mouth I'm like it can be whatever i want it to yeah. be it's my body yeah so, oh no that's definitely a blackbird wow Way to be mansplaining <laughs> I on know, your tattoo. Exactly. I'm like, you're mansplaining my tattoo. That's wild. But then my mom said it was a blackbird too, but God damn it. I Let want look. to crow. I, well, I would not know. Neither I would, I. I would, if I saw, I don't I would never yeah. be like, oh, Sarah, actually, that's not a right. dove. On right. It's actually oh, a that's bird. right. We both have birds. Yeah. That's fun. I have an owl on my shoulder. Dang, you got double birds. I have a double bird. <sighs> okay. Well, whatever. We get this. Do you want any more? What do you think your aesthetic is? Oh. Like mermaid core? Sea core? Sea. <laughs> sea chic? <laughs> I'm going to say no because I don't like a lot of, how can I say this? What do they call Like seaside cabins oh, or whatever? Oh, yeah. With like, all like the fucking like. The live, laugh, love yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, and the anchors. I, and... Yeah. Right. That's not my thing no. at all. And they can ease very easily go that way. And there's a lot of mermaid stuff that is very, it's either super cheesy or it like appeals to like the male gaze. Yeah. Like it's like super sexy. I don't know, but it is leaning in that direction. I mean, I've said it's like an old timey ship captain. Yeah. No, I like it. Yes. What about you? I don't know. What do you think my aesthetic is? I mean, I used to call it Sarah Shway, but I recognize that that is kind of like, you know, appropriating a uh, oh, cultural thing. Oh, is it a feng shui? Yeah. And I also don't know enough about feng shui or uh-huh. feng shui to say that so I don't really want to call it that anymore but like I just I try to put my brain on my walls (laughs) yeah well okay you like a lot of pop culture stuff not just that yeah no you like a lot of colors 
Eclectic. I like pop. my friend's art. Yeah, I just like... Culture, I'd... eclectic. How about like pop culture, core? Mm-hmm. But it's not just that no. or something. But you're right. I think that's pretty close. Yeah. I just need to... wish I could draw a mural on my wall, but it wouldn't look nearly as nice as yours. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never finish that. That's so. fine, but that's mm-hmm. kind of... Speaking of uh, tattoos, before I forget, I thought for sure... So I did tell my mother I was getting a tattoo. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, that's fine. Do what you want with your Thanks, body. Mom. Yeah. She already went through the trauma of my first tattoo, right? Yeah. So yeah, this is the tattoo update. I did send her, or no, I didn't, I don't remember what, oh no, I did send her a picture, it was all wrapped up. Yeah. This is what she said, and I was shocked. She said, I like the fact that I'm the mother of a woman who has a tattoo that shows or something. Like she was like proud of it in a weird way, like she felt cool on my behalf. Wow. How did your mom react to your tattoos? I think my I got my first tattoo on my 18th birthday. My brother paid for it. Oh, that's it's nice. It's the sun on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they didn't care. I oh. mean, they're like, oh, well, you're of age. You know, my dad was always like, don't get them more, you know, as long as you can't see them when you're in your work clothes. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. And so, I mean, for the most part, I kept to that until I got started getting them on my arms mm-hmm. and stuff. And they also just said that they prefer tattoos over piercings interesting yeah they're like we would my i remember my dad saying like i would not be able to look you in the eye if you had like an eyebrow piercing or a nose that ring. is so weird yeah so i was like okay well and it's funny because i got my um my ohm tattoo on my ankle mm-hmm. when i was in washington dc and my dad didn't see it for a while until i one day he's like What's that? I'm like, oh, it's my new tattoo. He's like, 3%? Is that the kind of milk you give? Oh, no! It's an <laughs> ohm. It looks kind of like a three. Yeah. <laughs> and I know where I get my sense of humor from. I'm like, yeah, dad, 3%. Yeah. But I plan on getting another tattoo because I want to get... Yes. I want to take a picture of some sort of amazing ocean. Whatever. I don't even know. Whatever inspires me when I go to the Azores soon and uh, get a kind of matching, like, mm-hmm. just vision of a place mm-hmm. on my leg. I love your tattoo collection. Me too. Mm -hmm. I know it was funny at work. They were doing this weird game. I can't remember why, but it was like, get to know people. And I gave clues, you know, and so like, I have eight tattoos. And I was like, do I? Do I have any tattoos? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do. Nice. That is a collection. That's an official collection. I know. I know. I want to get more. So obviously. I know. Now that I had a good tattoo experience, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I know. It's like, I've got my guy, and I know he can do a good job. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, hmm. anyways. Anyways, on that note. Yes, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Mm-hmm. and have... Let us know what your aesthetic is. Yes, please mention what your aesthetic is. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. what craziest shit you've seen in a single man's apartment. <laughs> that wasn't mentioned today. Yes. You know, tobacco and vanilla candle. I don't know. <laughs> That's very specific. I know. I didn't even realize that I said that and what I was going to. <laughs> when we went to Long Beach, yes, we were we had a spa package and I, I bought it for Sarah's birthday and yes. it was supposed to have like a drink in it and like a candle and some like uh, bubble or like you know bath salts so, mm-hmm. and so you know I'm expecting it to be I don't know comfy nice. cozy but it's like a tobacco tobacco and vanilla candle so it smells like oh yeah I live in a place where people smoke vanilla soap salts were like mountain men. Mm-hmm. And I then, didn't use those, so... Did you, I yeah. mean, I used yeah. them once. They're good for... But, I mean, you smell mm-hmm. like a forest. You I mean, 
And then the tonic. Yeah, the tonic was like, I thought it was going to be like a kombucha or something. Mm -hmm. But it, no, it's like, take a teaspoon of this apple cider vinegar tonic mm -hmm. each day. It'll grow some hair on your yeah. chest. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that's just not what I was expecting. I mean, like, if there was a man that came with the spot package. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's like, okay. Money. Yeah. Like, I will take a bath with a man in mountain man bath salts, <laughs> but I want to do it by myself. Okay, on that note, take a bath. By yourself or with somebody else or a few people. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.